Welcome to the Institute's Leading Edge, a show dedicated to giving automotive professionals the tools and education needed to succeed. The topics we cover are all geared towards running a better business, leading a better life, and ultimately changing the industry for, well, the better. Here's what's coming up. I set those boundaries every time we get together. I don't care. No matter what the situation, no matter what the day, no matter what's been happening, when we all get together after work, I don't want to talk about the shop. I have to deal with that stuff far too much. If we can't have that discussion when we're at work, then either we don't talk about it or it just doesn't get discussed after work, good, bad, or otherwise. When we get together after hours, I don't, I hate talking about work. It's my least favorite topic outside of when I'm at work. We need your help. By submitting questions or topics to info at wearetheinstitute.com, we can continue to provide relevant content to you, the listener. But for now, what are we waiting for? Let's get into it. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Institute's Leading Edge. We're on episode 87 today, and we're going to be talking about families in business. Now, we have with us, to, well, first off, thank you guys for watching and listening. And uh, if you like anything uh, that you hear on the podcast, please give us a like and share so that other people might benefit from the content we're sharing out here. Um, very excited to introduce, we've got Mike and Jerry Passman from Alberta, Alberta. Motorworks, and uh, you guys have two different shops up in Canada. That's right. And they're different names. So it's Alberta European and Alberta Asian, Asian. right? Yeah. Yep. Right, right, right. And then we've got uh, Jim and Carly Piva from Elite Auto Repair. And you guys are in... Rhode Island. Where are you guys from again? Rhode Island, right. Rhode Island. I never remember. I know it's just east <laughs> that way. It's it's very far that way. Um if any of you guys have any comments or questions during this podcast, please get them down in the comments where we'll be watching that. And uh, let's just jump into the questions. So we're going to go through and tell us a little bit about how long you guys have worked together and the positions that you're currently holding. Because I know things have changed since the last time. You know, Mike and Jared, we, we had you on and had this kind of talk about working fathers and sons. This is more family. But uh, let's, uh, let's start with uh, Mike. Well, I guess I've been working with uh, side by side with uh, my dad in a sort of management role for about seven or eight years now, but I've been working with him for, oh goodness, um, 18, six, 16, 17 years, something like that. It's, I started in high school. So um, yeah, it's, I guess it's probably been 18 years because I've been out of high school for uh, about 16 now and I started before I was out of high school so it's uh, it's been fun now that I get to separate myself and he gets to go to his office and I get to go to mine and then he comes over here and just like wanders into the office and I go what do you want he goes I just come over to say hi like it's much better that way it's much more enjoyable my dad does the same thing we've got these metal stairs right here my office is right above his and like nearly I'm I'm you know knee deep in a lot of work I've got like deadlines and stuff, and I just hear him walking up the steps. And I'm like, oh, right. at least he doesn't just what grab do a broomstick and what just do you need now? hit the roof, eh? Yeah, can't I come need. down here. I need to talk I, to you. <laughs> we do that too. Depends yeah. on the day. I can tell who's walking up the stairs just by their by their uh, tone coming up, by their footprints. I know who it is. I, so, I try. I try to actually sometimes take my shoes off and get up there really quietly, so he doesn't know I'm coming. So. I don't think you yeah. ever quietly. He so come on. quietly. He I can't. Can. I, can. I just see this. I, I, I see this blinding white just shape <laughs> over here coming up. You know. Uh, so, Mike, just I just wanted to say it's it's interesting. You said I've been working side by side for this long and uh, for him for this long. So what do you mean by side by side, just because you've gotten into this, you know, you're managing your own shop now. Is that what you mean by that? Well, I started out as a technician. And so then I was working for him because I was pulling wrenches and fixing the cars that paid the bills. And now, yeah, now I'm in the, Mm -hmm. I started out as service advisor at the European shop. And, and then we opened up uh, Albert Asian Motorworks, which will be three years in March. Um, I, I, I kind of steered the ship on this at this uh at this shop it, um so yeah i get to spend spend the money how i want to which sometimes is uh a little bit of a detriment to the bank account on the, for the shop but uh for the most part i think it's working you know it's been uh opening a new shop and then having it open for 6 months and then being 
thrust into a pandemic for God knows way too long. Um, it's definitely been a struggle, but um, I think I've been doing holding my own. Yeah. So Jerry, how do you feel about that? Oh, it's been great. Uh, you know, we, we definitely, as, as he was growing up in the, in the trade, just like I, when I was with my dad working on the farm, uh, you know, that we were constantly arguing with each other. And then when, when Mike moved into the service advisor role, uh, took some training and then uh, it just, it really, he really blossomed as far as a person as well, you know, that, that really helped him out. Um, he's done a great, great job. Um, even some of the management stuff that I don't particularly care for to do, you know, like some of the people stuff, like firing and hiring people or, or he seems to have a bit more of a grab on that than I do. I'm a bit of a, more of a pussy, I suppose. Um, so it's hard, <laughs> yeah. but otherwise, no, as far as working together, it's been, it's been really good. So, uh, Carly, what about you? How long have you been working with Jim? Um, so same as Mike, I kind of started, um, right out of high school. <clears throat> well, actually after high school, I'd come by, um, and in college, same thing. It was kind of part-time, but I was probably full-time 2017. Um, but I kind of more did the back end with my mom, um, doing the bookkeeping, um, reconciling accounts receivable payable. Um, and then 2018, um, I became like a full-time service advisor pretty much right up front. Um, and I haven't really worked side by side, really. It just, he's my boss. <laughs> um, yeah. Jim, how, how, What's been your perspective over the years as, well, I mean, as she's been working with you? Well, I mean, Carly, Carly has always been here. I mean, whether she was two years old running around, you know, playing with toys or, or you know, graduated high school and, and college and ended up here as a service advisor now, um, it's been amazing to watch her develop as a you know, as a child and then as a uh, individual and now a great service advisor. So it's been rewarding to watch this progress take place. And as I always say, you know, you hear it talk to clients now or even talk cars now. It's, I mean, it's, a, it's, it's really all the hard work that and blood, sweat and tears that it took to get there. You know, you, there's finally a uh, reward at the end. Just just sitting back and watching her do her job. She does a great job at it. Yeah, it's kind of weird. You guys have been in the shop, you know, Mike and, and uh, Carly, you guys have been in the shop for the long haul. I didn't actually know anything about my dad or what he did until uh, much later when I actually started working for him. So I hadn't been involved in the business aspect of it at all. Um, Cause he tried really hard to just keep you out of it. Yeah. He was like, it's <laughs> like, not you, not this one. Well, you, you know, when you have special children, sometimes you try to really protect them. Wow. <laughs> Coming right out of the gate swinging, huh? <laughs> I expect nothing less from him really. Yeah. So, so we have some tenure here. So I've, I've been working with my dad for 10 years now. Well, going on 10 years, right? Uh, mine wasn't out of, out of high school. I was out of uh, college. I uh, realized I wasn't, I wasn't long for academia. Um, got in a situation, but I ended up, he was like, hey, we've got this company. I need a secretary. And I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll do it. Doing a tech support job at the time. So uh, I didn't realize it would end up being something so impactful in my life and i don't know if this is just my own perspective coming from like a child but what what has it been for you dad for that kind of jump because i don't think when you when you hired me originally impactful impactful might be putting it mildly um you know it's i think as a parent you you have your children and you you want things for them you want them to have a a great life and you want them to be healthy and you know, you want them to be happy and, and all of that stuff. And, you know, there's always, I think in the back of my mind, at least there was always the idea of if I could work with my kids, um, you know, that would be cool. And if, if there was something there that my children 
you know, that was something there for them, uh, a legacy, uh, you know, that I could create something that would be really good for them. Um, so, so for me, that was, you know, that's always kind of been in the back of my mind. I, I gotta say, you know, anything that brings you pleasure also brings you pain. Um, I would tell you that I enjoy, really enjoy working with my son and having him as, as part of my business and part of my company. But it's, there's also frustration there. You know, there are times where you become very frustrated because you, you can't see eye to eye. And there's, I think there's a natural, I can remember working for my dad when I was in my, you know, twenties and, and thinking, why doesn't he do this? And, oh my God, why doesn't he do that? You know, becoming very frustrated on that side. And I'll bet my dad went home and banged his head against the wall and said, why the hell do I have my kid working for me? It's crazy. Um, but it's it's worked really well here uh, at the Institute. What if we told you that you could get quality training and education conveniently and without emptying your pockets? Our gear platform presents great education and resources for automotive shops, courses led by experts inside and outside our industry, a community of like-minded people to engage with, and a resource library at your fingertips. With a monthly membership, you can gain access to every course we have in the library, as well as the multiple courses we add each and every month. With the ability to watch wherever and whenever you'd like, the right training is more easily accessed than ever before. For help with improving your business, Go to weartheinstitute.com and take your first course today. But it's it's worked really well here uh, at the institute so far. Yeah, and and uh, you know I I, (laughs) well you know we had a we had a rough bout a couple months ago. uh, Frankly, we had a you know we kind of got into it with each other, and and uh, I think sometimes that's actually in the long run cathartic because you go okay well we. We can't do that again. It, it can be. I mean, like you're 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 kind of skirting the line, and this is this is why this is such an interesting topic because most shop owners, a lot of times they they work with family. I know, you know, Jim, you've got a lot of family working in your shop. Um, it, it can be really difficult to navigate the dynamic there, especially when you're trying to keep things professional, but also your personal life bleeds in. You know, people people talk about keeping things separated. You know, you have your home life and you have your work life, but I don't think that there's any you know, you can't set clear boundaries there. It's really difficult because you still have those dynamics bleeding through. I, I set so, those boundaries every time we get together. I honestly, like if we are doing a family dinner, I say, okay, we are not talking about work. Mm. Like I don't care it, no matter what the situation, no matter what the day, no matter what's been happening, when we all get together after work, I don't want to talk about the shop. I have to deal with that stuff far too much when the shop's closed. And when we're enjoying family time, especially if my brother's there and his partner and the kids, like we don't need to get into that, that stuff when we're sitting around having a family dinner. It's that's not, not the time or the place. And if we can't have that discussion when we're at work, then either we don't talk about it or it just doesn't get discussed after work. Like we need to set time away away during the day to have those conversations, good, bad, or otherwise. But when we get together after hours, I don't, I hate talking about work. It's my least favorite topic outside of when I'm at work. My concern is, you know, mainly when that kind of conversation or that, that stuff goes the other way where you're bringing personal life into the workplace, you know, for me, that's, that's somewhat more damaging, especially because it puts your business online and your business is your livelihood. Um, If that kind of stuff bleeds in and your employees are seeing it, your customers are seeing it, you guys are having spats and stuff that can be really harmful. Well, and I think, uh, I think we had those issues when I was working for my dad. Um, you know, like we, I can recall a couple of times where I would literally scream at him in the shop and like, that's just not, now that I reflect on it, like not appropriate, you know? And so we don't, but we don't have, I don't, I can't even recall the last time that dad and I got into an argument at work in front of people. I drink a lot more now. What's that? (laughs) I drink a lot more now. You do, yeah, that's fair. Jerry, you always drank a lot. Wait a minute. You mean it's more? Oh, <laughs> uh, funny, funny. Now at least we have an office where I can close the door and then him and I can have a conversation. But honestly, I we don't argue, we don't fight. It's it's very I don't know. But maybe I'm just blowing smoke up his ass. I don't know. But I think I think there's also there's at least for me, there are frustrations that you know uh 
I can't quite get him to see things the way I want him to see things sometimes. And it's, it's very frustrating. And I don't know, as I kind of feel like as the, as the parent, um, or maybe even as the boss, a little of both sometimes it's like, okay, all right, that's just Kent, you know, he's just hard headed. And, and some of that is good. And some of that's not so good. You know, so there's a there's a frust there's frustration. It's difficult. I think. It's not easy running a business with, you know, more than one or even like we have five family members in this business. Um, it's 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 a handful, um, because you not only have a, you know, a livelihood investment, but also you you're a parent and. Um, it's hard sometimes to look at it differently. Sometimes it's sometimes when you got to be the boss, you're being the parent. Sometimes when you're being a parent, you got to be the boss or same thing with the child, same thing, child with the, with the family member. Um, you know, sometimes they, sometimes it's a little too comfortable and you end up crossing lines, especially when you have disagreements. Um, it's not easy. So, so let me ask. <laughs> let me ask a, a question. I'm going to ask a question of everyone here, actually, and we'll maybe we'll start with um, with uh, a Jim, and then we'll go um, uh, down to Jerry. And, and um, what do you think the pitfalls are for uh, uh, a parent um, bringing their child into their company? You know what? What were the big, the big? This was the most difficult thing for us. Um, can you think about that, Jim? Do you, can you, can you put, uh, something around that? Um, well, I think, I think when you're a parent and, you know, parent child situation, you know, you've brought this young child up since they were young. And of course, you know, you want the best for them. You want everything. You want you want to do the right thing. You want them to be successful. You want to see them develop and grow. Um, and sometimes what you see, they don't see. And or what they see, you don't see. I mean, it goes both ways. <clears throat> and, um, you know, you mentioned, you know, sometimes Kent's hard-headed. Well, I bet sometimes you're hard-headed, just like Carly, just like myself. It's not an easy it's a it's a it's a difficult balance to be a parent, to be a boss, and to work together. Um, I don't know. I guess sometimes the the lines you go over the lines. Uh, I would say it, I would say it's it's really hard to be a parent. Period. Correct. And it's really it, it's very difficult to be a boss. Period. I mean, it, it, to me, it's easier with people that aren't part of my family because I there's not the history there. Right, exactly. Um, there's not the emotion behind it. Uh, you kind of have a, you have some bias when you go into it. There, it's it's probably easier to separate yourself in that in that relationship, and a little harder to separate yourself in the other relationship. Jerry, what 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 do you think the biggest challenges have been for you? Well, first of all, when when he decided to leave the bay and become a service advisor, obviously we had the you know the normal thing of how we get another, we got to look for another body in the back. And that was, that was tough. And, and how was he going to do with this position uh, was also, you know, an unknown, even though he had, I mean, he's always had the gift of the gab and the social aspect of to him, to his character. So I knew that the customer service side of things was going to be really good. And then he just developed from there. So I, I I'm, I'm sitting here thinking as you guys are chatting and I, I, I can't think of any, really serious negative uh, things that happened that I thought about while we were going through this metamorphosis. You know, it's yeah. Let me, let me throw something out there because this has been one of my frustrations is, you know, I, I want him to own the company at some point. Right. I mean, I want to be able to just so like three years, sit <laughs> home and cut, three, three months. <laughs> Um, tomorrow, I want to, I want to, I want to sit back at, at some point and go, wow, I did a great job. He's, you know, he's running the company the company's financially successful. I get a retirement, blah, 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 blah. But it seems to me that, I mean, there are these lessons that have to be learned and 
they think they've learned them, but I don't know that they've learned them. Right. You know, and they want it so fast. It, 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 that's kind of the struggle for me sometimes. I mean, I also, well, I was just, I, you know, I was listening to the, uh, the ASOC podcast the other day and they had like uh, Dutch Silverstein and, and all that. And they were talking about the generational gap. And uh, something I thought was really interesting that they brought up is the younger guys were saying, Hey, maybe the boomers were right in some areas. Maybe there was, we weren't supposed to get participation trophies. Maybe we weren't supposed to get this kind of thing. And I'm, I'm seeing it now uh, with my kid. He's, he's eight, you know, and being a dad, it's, it's now giving me a little new perspective there, but it's like, you, you know, to, to what you said, I do to some degree, maybe not to the full extent that I should, but I notice that there, sh- there is supposed to be struggle. There is things that I'm supposed to learn that I haven't learned yet. Um, that is now kind of humbling me and going, all right, well, I do need to take a step back and say, all right, maybe I haven't learned this yet. Open my eyes, listen, listen a little more. So, so do you, do you, Jim and, and obviously I relate more to Jim and Jerry, but do, do you guys sometimes feel like they treat you like you're a hundred year old man? Like you're so frail or something, you know, sometimes he, I feel like, He's like, oh well, you know, Dad's he's doddering a little now, and and so I need to, I need to step in here and take care of this for him. And I'm like, no, I'm not, I'm not that far gone yet, you know. <laughs> so, I don't know. Do you guys ever feel that way? Like, no, no doubt. Yeah, yeah. You know, in our generation, we always thought the, um. The road to success was by working long hours and working hard. Today, the younger generation, including our children, they rather not take that road. They rather work, you know, I don't I want to fall short of saying smarter, but uh, that's the only word I can think of. They rather work smarter and not work as hard. I would say more expediently. They want the results quicker because our lifestyle is much faster than I, I believe you guys grew up with. Um, and again, I'm making an overgeneralization. I don't, I don't really know how it was for you guys, but we had three we were TV, bombarded we had, nonstop. We had three TV channels. Now, wait a minute. You know, that's modern. You know? <laughs> exactly. It's not easy. It's not easy, um, you know, working together all the time. It's, you know, you, I think there's also I think there's some natural things that happen at certain ages, and I think when I was in my 20s and early 30s, I was go go go, and my dad was in his you know 50s, 60s, and he was wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, right? You know, because because he was slowing down in his career, and I was trying to move forward in my career, and I think there's some natural tension with that, right? Um, I'm absolutely sure. I, I know that when I was Kent's age and I was working with my dad, dad wasn't moving fast enough. And uh, I kind of think, oh my gosh, I'm moving 10 times faster than my dad. But sometimes it's not fast enough for the younger generation. So I don't know. Maybe it's just a natural thing just based on age. It has nothing to do with generation or, or anything. It's just that, you know, I don't have as much energy as I used to have. What do you think, um, uh, uh, Mike? Sorry, multitasking. Um, <clears throat> can you just refresh my memory on the question? <laughs> I, you know, I, I'm. Do, no, we, I, do, I, we, I can't, do, I'm do we treat them like they're old, withered men? Yes, hundred percent. Yeah, because exactly. There's so many things about the the world now that are so much more different. And there are lots of things, I mean, that, that they don't want to get on board for social media, um, the, the bringing in different programs and softwares and, and spending money here to try to generate income there. Um, you know, and like, that's not the way we did it. Yes. And, and I honestly, that's my least favorite line. Like, I don't care. but, But, but on the other side of that. There is um, some experience uh, that, that telling is learned us, from that side. Telling us that, that, that there's no value to what we what we know because 
well, the, oh, dad, you just don't understand this. You know, that that's BS too. I think, you know, I think, I think on both ends, there's some BS here just because it's new. doesn't make it, you know, last night, Kent and I were having a conversation. He said, well, you know, that's the way they've done it. And I'm like, well, I don't care how they've done it. I want to do it the right way. I want to do it the best way. Right. It, um, so I don't That's know. That's a bit of a, of, of a reverse. On it that, is, but. frankly, on that one. But but I think sometimes, you know, listen to the old guy. Uh, you know, the old guy's been through it. He's got some experience here. Uh, not everything, not all the time, but, you know, Hurts. maybe so, maybe a little more often. Let, so on the, let, let us be good where we're good. Yeah. <laughs> on the Please. opposite end. <laughs> welcome to the, in, the, the, the Institute's leading edge therapy session. Um, getting this into is what, the, literally what happened last time, though. How many shop owners are going through this because they've got their kids, or or how many um, you know kids are going through this because they're working with their dads or their moms and they're in the company? And there is this idea that, oh my God, I I wish he'd just slow down just a little bit and listen a little more, you know. And then I'm sure he's like, God, would he get out of my way and let me go? Well, there's there's some in all all all. I'll play for the for the young side here. Um, I feel personally, and sometimes I see it too. You know, parents what they want to make things a little easier for their for their kids. They want to make sure that they don't fail too hard, um, or maybe they go the the exact opposite and and uh, uh, the opposite of nepotism and go go hard and like you have to prove yourself because you're my child. Um, you know, Carly, what what kind of what kind of pressures have you felt kind of on that end of, of maybe expectations or the way that, that you've been treated as the, as the child uh, when you're trying to be treated like the employee? Oh, okay. Maybe not. What about you, Mike? Well, I think Carly, there, there's, there's a, a different vibe around the shop with me being over here and having some more control. It's, uh, I feel like he, I've been treated a lot more of an equal, uh, the last couple of years. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, there's certain, there's lots of decisions that still happen where I say, okay, I got to go have a conversation with Jerry about this first. Um, but it's, I don't know. I, I, the family dynamic at our shop, I've, in, in my opinion, anyways, it's, is, I don't know. It's not, it's not there very often. We don't have family arguments. We don't have family dynamics play into this because we're both here for the same purpose. We're both here for the same end goal. I mean, my end goal is to get him out of the shop, but I think he's probably going to build himself a coffin downstairs in the basement and just crawl into it one day. <laughs> um, so I don't know if that's ever going to happen, you know, but we're, we're both here to do the same thing. We're both here to give Red Deer the best service, both shops trying to be the best we can. And so the, the father, son, father, son, family dynamic doesn't play into it very often in my mind. So like even, even between myself and my dad, primarily, we don't, we don't necessarily talk family or anything like that, but that dynamic still comes in, even though we're just working on the business and the goal is the business, you know, with, with me, I feel like a lot of the tension the other way around is that, you know, I, I want to try, I want to try this new thing. I know you haven't done it. I haven't done it either, but I really think that it might happen. Let me fail. If I fail, I'm, I'm willing to take the consequences of this effort I, I want to put on. And uh, I think over the years I've had to fight for that position of trust to go like, you're probably right. Let's do that and see what happens. I think there's a, I think there's a, a couple of things going on. Uh, I think it plays the other way more often than it plays, you know, if Kent, if you weren't my son, I probably would have fired you 10 times. Okay. And, uh, and it's really comforting Dad. thank you. Not, well, no, it's not, again, it's not, it's not, it's just, you know, you, this is, this is my son. I want him to be successful. Uh, sometimes he fights me harder than an employee would fight me. And I let that happen because he's not an employee. He's my son, right? You know, it's, it's, it, it, there's, there's some of that. Um, there's also the, you know, the idea of, 
I think we're we're more about company than we are about family. Frankly, the success of the institute. You know, are we doing the right thing? What's the right thing? How do we do it? But also, you know, having struggled for I don't know forty years here to pay the bills to build something. You know, there's that risk too of um, of of the cost of some of these things to the company. Uh, and and I I'll, I'll I'll talk about Mike just a little bit. You know, Mike. Uh, you know. Six, seven years ago, you weren't as mature as you are now. You're much more mature today than you were six, seven years ago. And I can see that Jerry has, uh, that as you've matured, Jerry has given you more respect um, and, uh, and more, uh, I don't know if it's rope or not rope, but more, uh, more freedom to do things within the business, the more that you prove yourself. And I think that would be true of anybody that worked for you, not just, you know, your son or your daughter, you know, the more you do well, the more the more freedom we give you, the more mature you are, the more freedom we give you. Responsibility. Uh, yeah. Any boss should, should yeah. literally, whether they're working with their kids or not, that's the way it ought to be. And, and, and I think one of the problems, at least from our end is, uh, you know, my, in my head, I see Kent taking over the company yet. I haven't defined what that is. Kent would like to have that more defined so that he understands how that looks like and, and has more comfort about that, you know, we're literally going through that right now. Um, like, honestly, that I had a conversation with mom and dad, I don't know, two weeks ago about, about things. And they went out and had a conversation with, uh, with our accountant just because, and she's also a good family friend to kind of, you know, get some ideas of where they need to go. And she basically straight up said, you guys need to figure out what your plan is so that you can have that conversation with Michael. And, that's where we're at still. I mean, that was only a week ago or a week and a half ago that they had this conversation, but I think I'm going to speak for Kent and myself and maybe Kent, you can add to this. That's the frustration that we see. And maybe Carly, I don't know where you're at with and whether you want to be in this, um, own the shop one day. I don't know, but like, we're just, we show up every day. We work hard. We give 120% every day, probably more than any other employees would. Right. And, but like for, for what, right? Like, that's the thing. Like, what are we, so, what are some we in, Some intangible promise. And right. you, you know, you trust your parents because they, they want what's, you know, but if there's nothing written down, there's almost, you know, you're living this weird, you know, gray area, this weird ambiguous area. It's like, I'm working my ass off, but I don't know. It's I don't almost, really know how it's going to pay off. It's almost not, like we're stuck in this purgatory of working for our parents because that's just like where we ended up because that's how where life brought us. But like, <laughs> I don't want to be in purgatory forever, right? We want to. You're like, all, you're all special. You're all special children. That's what you are. And <laughs> <laughs> I think the short bus is pulling up to the office right now. Can you yeah. can you believe yeah. though? I mean, you know, put yourself in the other side in the other shoes. I want to do this forever, frankly. I, I, there's a part of me that thinks I can, right? And, and then there's a part of me that knows that they'll, they'll come a, a place in time where I can't, I physically know, or mentally. God, God, I hope I don't have to work until I die. Yeah. Well, I don't, I, again, I don't, I don't, a lot of what I do, I don't count as work. See, and I think uh, that's the same thing with dad. I mean, he eats, sleeps, and breathes this place, and it just, blows my mind See, that he wants to keep doing this that's that's kind of the thing it's like yeah that's the thing we, we watch these guys like do this 20 like way too much they love it though it's a passion just, and that's totally just fine, wait till you, know? you put 40 years right. in and see if you're not in a place where but, you yeah it. yeah that might happen you know? down the road but for now i'm thinking to myself man i really don't want to be in a position where i i feel like i'm working that much i'm working a lot now I'm working really hard and I'm totally cool doing that for a, a, a short period of time, but I don't want this to be my whole life. Like, but I don't, it's not, Mike, it's, I don't but know it's if not. you want to work this my, hard your entire life. My company is not my whole life, but you know, you, it's like, um, you know, if you're going to get married, who do you marry? You don't marry somebody you don't know. You marry somebody that you you met, somebody that you have some interaction with and you, you fall in love, you know, you're attracted, whatever that is. I've I've met tons of people through my career that I respect, that I like, that I have fun with, that I enjoy. These are my friends. You know, this is like my community. And uh, 
you know, uh, saying, hey, you're told to, to play in your community. I, I don't know. I mean, and, and yet part of me knows I have to <laughs> have to plan for the future. Uh, not, ne- not necessarily to play in your community, but to to do some to to do it differently. So with all this with all this said, I met with the lawyer yesterday. Uh, Kent uh, uh, will have interest in the Kent, business. You're fired. There's yeah, a, there's a plan. <laughs> there's a plan moving forward. You know, there's a five year, seven year plan uh, uh, where end up Kent will end up owning the whole damn company. Hopefully, that's the pl- that that was my plan from the beginning. I just yeah. Well, so this is this is a you know. Uh, Mike, you're going through right now. We're going through right now. Uh, interesting topic. I'm going to take just a short break for a commercial. Um, apologies, everybody. The most crucial interaction our customer has with us is with our service advisors. So why not have it be with someone who's confident and capable? We train hundreds of top performing advisors, utilizing the latest technology, tactics, resources, and training methods. Placing them in a group of their peers, our training keeps them accountable, engaged, and dynamic at the counter. We believe in developing career-oriented advisors so that they have a place they can call home and you don't have to stress anymore about turnover. If you're looking for the next sales training opportunity to provide your advisor with the best possible outcome, experience what it's like to have an institute-trained advisor. Book a discovery call today at weartheinstitute.com. There's a lot of sales training programs out there, so why not choose the right one? I want to thank you guys for watching. First off, if you're enjoying the conversation, if you have questions or comments about this specifically, let us know down in the comments below if you want us to cover this topic again. And uh, like and share if you think other people uh, should benefit from this as well. Um, we have a class coming up called Achieving Your Best Potential Business. It's a workshop on February 35th through the 26th. That's not right. That can't be right. February 35th? I'm not sure there's a 35th. February I think 25th. There's 25th. a typo here. That's my bad. February 25th through the 26th. And uh, uh, at this point, because we're pre-recording this, the, uh, the iScan Technical Training Conference that we are having on May 13th and 15th, uh, which is going to be our first joint venture to have technical training with our business management training. It's going to be a big event here at the Institute headquarters. So click the link down in the description below to see if you want to save your seat for the uh, ITTC, or the iScan Technical Training Conference. Uh, back to the questions. I want to get in, in, into more of the, the, the nitty-gritty here. So how, how are you... And this is to the to the uh, to the dinosaurs in the conversation. How are you guys uh, tackling the transition? Like, what is what are your plans? What are you trying to do and implement? Um, what are your thoughts on on the changes you're trying to make? So, Dad, you met with a lawyer. Jerry, you met with your it's, accountant. It, it, what does that look like? It's a hell of a struggle because, uh, first of all, you you get to it when you're young. You're you're um the end is not in sight. And so you're you're invincible in a way, right? As you get older, you watch your friends die and and uh you know uh, fall apart, etc. People you've you've known for 20, 30 years, and uh you start to realize, okay, you know, maybe there is an end here at at some point. There's something that the, the young people in the room, not the dinosaurs, they they don't understand this, and you will not until you get to that place. Okay. Um, uh, one of the things that's happened in my company over the last two years is I have stepped out of the, a lot of the roles that, that I would, I I have been playing and I've given those roles to Kent, you know, uh, in part to see if he can do it. And in part, cause I don't want to do it anymore. I, I, I want to sit back a little bit on the couch and, and, uh, you know, enjoy this a little more. Uh, without doing, you know, a lot of the day-to-day, minute-by-minute, gotta-be-in-it stuff. Uh, and I think you, no matter what you, who you are, if you're gonna, if there is an endpoint in your business, um, you need to do that with somebody at some point in time. Uh, so that's and that's a difficult transition. On the other side, you know, uh, defining how you're gonna get out. Uh, you know, what that's going to look like. Uh, how am I going to help Kent be the most successful running the company? How do I make that transition good for Kent and good for the company and good for me? You know, they're all things that, that we're considering. I think I have the plan. I know, I think I know at this point what I want. So now 
let's get the lawyer in. Let's get the the um, partnership agreements together. Uh, let's get the uh, you know the the trust in play uh, and uh, define you know if I die, what happens, and if I live, what happens. Um, and that's what we. That's where I'm at. I got a, I got a question just on that. You, you meeting with the lawyer and stuff. Did you guys have a conversation together beforehand about what Kent wants moving forward? Like, does Kent want to own the company? Does, is that what he wants from his life? Uh, I think, I think Kent and I have had. Good question. I think Kent and I have had that conversation in multiple ways, but we've never literally sat down and said, that's the conversation. Yeah, Dan, what does Kent want? Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, Kent wants to own the company. Kent wants me out yesterday and Kent wants ultimate and total control. He wants to make more money. Uh, he needs more money. He's got to have more money. Uh, obviously those things are all very clear to me, uh, from our interaction, uh, uh, in the company. Uh, no, it's not, it's not that I want you out. It's that, and you might take it that way, but I'd like to see my dad have a retirement. I'd like to see my dad not work so damn hard all the time so i think the issue with that though kent is fun and and that's the thing like i look at i look at dad and and i'll circle back to mom for a second like mom is is let's say partially retired semi-retired whatever you want to call it but like mom has hobbies i look at my dad and i don't know what this guy does with his spare time except for races his autocross car in the summertime but in the wintertime he's got nothing he, he's, he doesn't have any hobbies so cars hire what do they do they, cars, they don't have anything to do right alcohol and his friends <laughs> he's got the he's got three good hobbies i know of i know the best man one, well that's the best ones ever yeah yeah see but sure. i think that's also what's and i'm 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 just blowing i'm just talking right now but i think that's what potentially scares them about you know retirement if we're going to use that as a word is they're going to wake up in the morning and they're going to go, huh, what do I do now? That's my fear. That's my fear is that he's going to push it off. And not that he's intentionally pushing it off or just circumstance, whatever, but it'll get to a point where his body starts failing him or something. And I'm not, I don't, he's perfect with health right now. Everybody knows. Yeah. And, but just get to that point and be like, oh, shit, I didn't plan anything. Yeah. I, I've been I don't planning know my whole do. life. What do you think I built this business for? I mean, you know, it's, it's, um, it it doesn't go the way you want. It never you know, goes completely the way you want. You know, one thing that, you know, hearing all you guys talk and, 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 you know, I'm looking at a triangle here, Cecil, myself, and Jerry. I mean, goes back to we always worked hard in long hours, and this is what we do. I mean, I, I, I hate to say it, but you guys have different perspectives because you have a little more outlook. I mean, Jerry... You know, you just mentioned, Mike, that Jerry, you know, you're not sure what he does on his spare time. You know, and, and I'm asking myself the same question. What do I do on my spare time? Other, if it's not hunting season, I'm, I'm lost. I don't know what I'm doing on my spare time. You know, I go home and go to bed, go to sleep, wake up, come back to work. I mean, that's, that's a scary thought of what I would do if I had all day, seven days a week. I, I don't know. I I, but, I would have liked to see my dad more when I was younger. Yeah. Well, yeah. But you know, that, that time is past. Yeah. And, and now you have to spend more time with your kids. If oh, you yeah. think I didn't spend enough time with mine, you know, uh, um, I traveled, uh, I was a consultant. I was running companies in other cities, well away from where the home home was. I'm not, I'm not saying it wasn't worth it. Especially right now, where the position that I'm in, I know that there has to be some sacrifice in order to provide the that, for the, my family. But at this point, I want you to have something to look forward to, where you have time with your grandkids. You know? Yeah, but I don't like any of my gra- no. I'm joking. <laughs> um, I, I I I enjoy I enjoy my grandkids. It's 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 really cool when you have grand grandkids are different than kids, and it's really awesome. But just because you don't see me, I don't know, working on wood and building furniture or something doesn't mean I don't have hobbies. Um, I love to read. I'll, I'll, I'll sit and read books for, for two weeks without even thinking about, did I eat or did I drink or did I sleep? Uh, 
There's all kinds of things that I love to do. I think I'm the same way. You know, I mean, he, he says about my hobbies and whatnot, but I'm, I'm super passionate about cars, as you all know. I mean, if we go on vacation, I go to a car museum. Uh, if there isn't a car museum, I go look for cars, you know, I, mm-hmm. and when I'm at home, I watch TV about cars and, and things like that, you know, and I have a, I have a garage at home that I have a couple of nice project cars in that are going to be, yeah, it's going to be awesome when the time is there. And I have the facility to do it, you know, uh, grandkids are also absolutely fantastic. We get to go to a couple of hockey games this, this coming uh, weekend, watch a little Turkey go score a few goals and stuff like that, you know, and unfortunately with the pandemic right now, I can't go watch uh, the daughter or the granddaughter swimming, things like that, but that'll, that'll come around. And, uh, yeah, it's, I mean, I, I love being around here. The, the, the people that our customers are awesome. Our staff is great. Uh, the challenges are always endless. And I'm so very happy that Michael's taken on the, the, uh, the technological aspect of it, even though I, I still take care of the, the scan tools and things like that. But the rest of it is it's, it's pretty damn amazing. Mm. I think there's, I think there's one thing to note here is that, you know, we might both of us on both sides have, some notion as to how the other should should live and work and it's all coming from a place of caring and love and not necessarily like i i don't want my dad out of this business because i want to take over i want him out because i feel that he deserves a break and all that and he might disagree and that's that's fine we're going to have that that cognitive dissonance but at least it's coming from a place of, of love well no matter what it doesn't, it doesn't work. I don't know of anybody that would tell me every, my life has gone completely as I planned it. You know, um, there are some, some things that are, uh, have been disappointments and there are many more things that have been pleasurable and exciting. <laughs> you know, I, I, I have a son who works with me, who's well-respected in the industry that I has spent so much time and that is, is helping other business owners. For me, that's, that's like a, a huge win for my life. Right. And, and, uh, you know, we have a plan. Uh, maybe we're not completely eye to eye on it, but since I am the dad and since I am the boss and since I own the damn company, here's how we're going to move ahead, you know? Um, and hopefully he gets what he wants. And I think I take that into consideration, um, you know, but I think one of the keys is to, is that communication that maybe Mike has pointed out, maybe we just haven't had clear enough communication. You know, I kind of assume that Kent wants X, Y, and Z, and Ken assumes that I want X, Y, and Z, and maybe they're not the same X, Y, and Z. This is the um, kind of where I wanted to take the the end of this podcast is is more so how are we navigating these relationships um, productively, or ways we can do it productively for anybody who's out there who has family in their business. Um, you know, what is everyone doing right now in this panel that is uh, positive? managing the relationship. I would go back to, you know, for your business, some of the basic business principles, what are the goals targets for the business? And, you know, how do I, I get that and and accomplish that within my business using the resources that I have, the staff that I have, um, the business in, in, for me to get what I want out of my life uh, in a financial situation, my business has to be successful. Uh, my business fails. I'm, I don't have the kind of money or whatever to live the kind of life I want moving forward, whatever that, that looks like. Um, and then I would also say if you're working with family that, that open communication is, uh, a huge key and also not letting things get out of hand. Uh, we, we, we take things personally, I think sometimes, and they become bigger than they should be. And then it gets out of hand between the two of us instead of kind of stopping before it gets there and going, wait a minute, this is not what we want together. Together, what do we want and how do we go get that? And I think that conversation needs to be had now or sooner rather than later for potentially all of us sitting here because we don't want to... Or anybody listening out there. Yeah. I mean, we don't want to be five years from now and then all of a sudden have this conversation and then I look at my dad and I go, like, are you insane? How is that going to work for me? Or how, you know, and then all of a sudden now we're, we're in the doing, midst of an emergency where it's right. like, now we're, now now we're separating or, 
or whatever based on that. And all of a sudden now I'm 40 and I'm behind or way, way, way behind from where I, sh- I think I should be based on, you know, what dad's potential thoughts on the outcome of the business should be. Whereas versus what yours are. Yeah, exactly. Right. So no matter what, no matter what the, the, uh, no matter what the outcome may be at the end, I think having a, even just a brief, a conversation about what their potential may be in five, six, 10, 15 years, however old or young you are, you know, it's there, there's no reason why there shouldn't be a little bit of a plan at least. You know, that's, that's something that I've been working on with, with uh, a few of my clients right now is that, you know, they don't have employees that are quite invested as a manager, as an owner, I feel like you do have kind of, I would hate to say parent child dynamic, but your goal is to make sure that they are successful, that they develop and and learn and grow. Uh, That's what you should be wanting for your employees. And I've been having this conversation with shop owners about, well, what have you talked about with this employee about their long-term goals? What are you talking to them about the opportunities that are in front of them? Have you been talking about their career? Have you been talking about their specialization? Have you been talking about, do you even know what they want? And the, the, the resounding answer is like, no, I didn't even think that that was a thing. I hired them to do this job only and they come in clock in, clock out. And it's, we need to be thinking more long-term with them. And I think that's partially why a lot of the younger generation isn't wanting to come into uh, shops kind of went off the end there, but, but I think we've, I think at least in, from my perspective, we can't deny we have, you and I have had, we talk about the future of the company at an item a lot. And, and in that future of the company, you have a role and I have a role. And we kind of, I believe we understand what that is, right? Uh, um, And yet I've never sat down and said exactly on this day at this time, you're going to get this not much of the business on this day at this time, you're going to get this. And and Well, no, because you did, because we did have the conversation with the lawyer. Yeah, well, yesterday we, you know, but my intention has always been to have, you know, someone that's qualified run the company and continue the company and and pay me for it you know yeah. and if that's kent that's all the better and that's you know what we've been that's what we've been working on the past 10 years right yep so i i don't know jim what are you what what are you guys doing that you feel has been positive in managing your relationship with the business um, I think I, for me, it's been trusting my employees and my family that they're going to be forging forward in a positive way. So to, for, for me, it was to come upstairs into my own little office over here, stay out of everybody's hair, you know, cross my fingers and hope all the you know right decisions are being made. Um, when they're not, I certainly find out because you either get an email or a lot of clients have my cell phone and, you know, you'll, they'll have to put me on the track every once in a while. But I think the most effective thing that I've been able to do in the last couple of months is have enough trust in the family and the employees to be able to step away and let that process begin, whether it's in positive or negative, and then kind of come back. If it needed damage control, it needs damage control. We all learn from that. Um, but I think I, me staying off their back has been a very good uh, positive uh, impact on the business. Because at the end of the day, what sometimes I think is important and we'll push it to be important, um, you know, two or three days later, it's not even an issue anymore. So I've learned to have a sense of comfort, even when it's uncomfortable, knowing that, you know, in a day or two, it'll pass. And, you know, it it keeps them motivated. It keeps them energized. It, it gives them a sense of um, they can make decisions and and do things that, you know, they believe is right. And, you know, most of the time it is right. 
you know, and most of the time it's not that important, you know, um, and I know one thing for sure is any decisions that are being made, they're made with the best interest at heart. And you know, what more can you ask than that? You know, nobody's purposely trying to sabotage anything. Everyone's trying to do their best. And, you know, being from old school, being overreactive when something goes wrong, which I have a tendency to do, um, you know, not being part of that anymore, I think is very, is helped. And, and it's, and it's gone, I think it's gone smoother, gone smoother for me to step back. It's hard to, because this is my heart and soul. This is what I do. If I have to do anything in life, it's to run an auto repair business. And it's really tough to sit back and, and bite your tongue sometimes, but you know, we gotta, we gotta change with the times. So I think these guys have a lot to offer in a positive way. Um, sometimes you got to sit back and watch. I think you said something that's that's really really important in the in just even running your business, and that is, you know, I, I none of my people want to fail. None of my people are going to do something intentionally to to damage my business. And then I think there's another concept that is a very important concept, and that is. Um, I've done things in a very specific way because I'm me and I, you know, I, I have certain experiences and, and I have a certain amount of intelligence and I have certain, you know, thoughts and all of that. And, and no matter what, I can't find another me, you know, there's nobody out there is me. And so if, if Kent comes in and, and I say, okay, Ken, I want you to do this part of the, the, the job. And he goes and does that part of the job. It's not exactly the way I would have done it, but it gets the right result. I have to let that go, right? I have to say, okay, you got the result we wanted. And you know, we have these these pillars, and and we have this ethic doc, ethics document. And 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 for me, if it isn't an an ethic unethical, illegal, or immoral, and it gets the job done correctly, then then okay. You know, maybe it's not the way I would have done it. Maybe, maybe we even took some hard knocks because of it, but it, did we learn something about that? Okay, right. great. We all, when I was a young tech, um, you know, I, I learned, I learned by making mistakes, you know, I learned by reading the book and I learned by asking my dad and his partner, how do you do this? But I also learned by making mistakes. And if we don't allow our people to make mistakes, they're not going to learn. And they'll never get up to the skill set that we need them to be. So we 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 on the on the the the, the dinosaur level, we have to be more patient. Right. Um, we have to learn that and and learn that as long, you know, Kent's never gonna be me. And and in a lot of ways, that's a good thing. Uh, and there's probably a couple of ways where it's like, God, I wish you would do this in a different way. But are we getting the right result? You know, do our customers do we help our customers? Is the company profitable? Are we doing good in the world? You know, if those things all are, are okay, then all right, let's move forward, you know, and do it the way that however Kent, you know, wants, wants to do it, which by the way is sometimes is so hard to just step back and let it go. <laughs> he hates the way I do some things. Not all, but, but occasionally, yeah. Occasionally frustrates the heck out of me. I think we all we all do things differently. We run our shops differently. Um, you know, a very famous guy once said that you you grow up and you have glasses, and as you as you go through events and and things in your life, the color of those glasses change. And when your outlook on life, when you're looking out on life, you look through those colored glasses, and you 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 make a decision based on the color of, of the glasses, so to speak, right? And whereas a young person, they don't have those experiences yet. They don't have that color on their glasses yet. They can't make the same decision that you will. So. We'll, we'll forever be doing things differently. But as you said, right, just a bit ago here, as long as we're moving on in the right direction, you know, it's, it's, it's awesome. So. I love it. I think that's a wonderful note to end on. Um, we're at time, everybody. Uh, I want to thank everyone for being here. Carly, I'm sorry. You didn't get to talk too much. Um, These rats that's okay. Family first. Yeah. Yep. Family first. Um, I want to remind everybody, if you enjoyed this, this podcast, Please like and share. Um, if you learn something new, 
uh, and would love someone else to to learn something new as well. Uh, tune in on February 9th to hear more about our partnership with iScan and the technical training conference coming to the Institute this May. Uh, thanks again, everybody, for attending, and we'll see you on the next episode. Thank you. Thank you all. Thanks, everybody. Thank you very much. Thanks, Jim. Thanks, Carly. That's it for this one. This episode was brought to you by GearForShops.com, the Gearheads Network, and the Institute. For a better business, a better life, and a better industry, visit WeAreTheInstitute.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you in the next one.